0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Mailbag Not Without My Sister. The first episode, the inaugural episode of Mailbag Not Without My Sister. We've never done a mailbag before. We did. We did some things on people writing and stuff. Was that not... I think the we answered people's mailbags. questions, yeah. and we is that not, were they not mailbags? They were not selling. No, to... no, no. A mailbag oh. is just people send us messages. Like I've got a better one. Hello and welcome to Female Bag. Do you like, like Female Bag? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rosemary McCabe. I'm Beatrice McCabe, also known as Female Bag. Yeah, yeah. Today we thought we'd just go through a little bit of the mailbag, a little bit of what people have been sending the to female us. Female bag. Oh, gee, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that over and over again. It sounds Send weird. The bag. I'm going through the bag. I'm going through the emails and messages we've received on Instagram. I'm going to create because a jingle. I'm going to create a jingle for this. Did it, did it, female bag Okay, I'm just, do you, want, do you want me to talk or do you want me to stop talking? I want you, I'm to, gonna, I want you to stop talking. Oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> we always ask people to email us, notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. Notwithoutmysister at gmail.com, isn't it? Jesus, do you know what else? Do you know what else? What? I, I, I was just <laughs> going to interject to say, could we get some reviews, please, lads? Could we please have some reviews? I love to read them. And there just has been a dearth of reviews recently. I thought it was Darth. Is it was a dearth? No, I'm genuinely wondering. I'm thinking out loud. Well, maybe you're right. Dirth Vader. <laughs> it's Dirth. Is it D-E-A-R-T-H? Is it? it? Oh, my God. I'm going to look this up now. Oh. Dirth. Dirth. Upside down E. Dirth. Is that what an upside down E means? Yeah. Oh, like, well, let's look up how you pronounce Earth. OK, okay. let's move on. Oh. I always thought it was Arth. <laughs> Planet Earth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We were, feeling, we were feeling a bit low in ourselves due to the lack, I prefer the word lack, due to the lack of reviews we've been receiving. So we thought we'd go through our compliments that we've been receiving by email and on Instagram and oh. read them out. Oh, really? Well, some of them are yeah, yeah most nice. of them are pretty complimentary. I mean, that's a bit that's a bit big headed of us. Okay. And it's not without my sis at gmail.com. Not, as I just said, not without my sister. Well, please send us in some reviews. Tell us what we could be doing better, but only ever give us five stars, please. Oh yeah. Thanks exactly. So much. Send us some constructive criticism, but don't publish it in the internet. <laughs> send it to us privately, not without my sis at gmail.com or on Instagram at not without my sister. Okay, so here's one from I'm I'm gonna read just first names because I don't wanna in case people yeah, want to modicum of privacy which obviously I don't understand the concept unless of, they criticise us and then we're going to read out their own oh yes, yeah. no, no we haven't got any criticism to our faces anyway Aww. so this is from Fiona hi Rosemary and Beatrice I love your podcast I have three sisters in Ireland and a half sister in New Zealand it's very far away from Ireland I mean that'd be, that'd be tough I spent 12 years in the US from 1997 to, to 2008 and when I was there I missed my sisters we're back in Ireland since 2008 with two kids 18 and 19 so I can relate to a lot you're both very lucky to have each other in Fort Wayne don't take the uncensored rapport for granted I'll never forget some of the raised eyebrows with some of my innocuous comments when I live there so don't take for granted having someone to be yourself with. Aww. P.S. You're now top of my list above Tommy, Hector and Loretta and, and I'm relatively new to podcasts. Fiona. Thanks, thanks Fiona. Yeah, I love to be number one on people's lists especially if I'm above a male DJ. You know, my arch nemesis, Tommy and Hector are are DJs as well as comedians. Why are they your arch nemesis? they've all blocked me on Twitter, because we've covered this before. <laughs> <laughs> Irish? Yeah, we covered this. PJ Gallagher has me blocked I what, uh, Yeah I know lots of people Have you blocked But why do these Famous podcasters Have you blocked I don't actually think Tommy and Hector have me blocked But in general Male DJ is a sector That is high <laughs> on my High on the like, High instance of Blocking Rosemary <laughs> Joe Duffy Beatrice I know, Why do they hate you so much don't Seriously I mean I don't think It means they hate me I think Ray Darcy blocked me As well I Did not think anything to him Ray Darcy blocked you Could you look that up Yeah why would Ray? We're one no, hundred percent sure. Innocent Ray. Dar- has Dustin the turkey blocked you as well? No, because why don't would be Ray Darcy block you? All jokes aside, has Watson's face blocked you? That other dude. Who? The other guy? No, Ray Darcy hasn't blocked me. Oh, Who? good, good. Pat Kenny. No, I love Ray Darcy. Pat Do Kenny's I? not on them um, Twitter. No. no, no, your other man, the guy with the long face, the presenter, Irish. Ryan Chubberty. Yeah, the guy with the long <laughs> face. How did I even? I mean, the fact that I knew that is also bad. Has he blocked you? No. Will he block you after I said that? Maybe. I think sometimes people like subscribe to lists. So they'll just be like block everyone who's blocked by this other person because they think, you know, what I mean, they have a lot in common. So like, for example, I might look at somebody like Laura Bates who does the Everyday Sexism Project and be like, if she's blocked someone, it's for a good reason. I'll just block everyone she's blocked. So you can do that. You can do like blank, blanket lists Talk about lack of conviction. You're just going to block everybody that somebody yeah. else is blocking. Yeah, because you don't want to hear from them. During the referendum to repeal the Eighth Amendment, there was a thing on Twitter called Repeal Shield where you could subscribe to it and it would automatically block everybody they blocked who was like all these pro-lifer people that kept tweeting people with like awful pictures of fetuses and stuff and they were just like, you can block all these people. But then some people got accidentally included on the list. There was a bit of an uproar, a bit of a furore. I mean... Or is it furor?
0: That's a joke.
1: Oh. Sarah messaged us in response to our, now a good few episodes ago, episode on contraception and said... I used breastfeeding as a contraceptive method for months. If you're breastfeeding a good bit, you don't ovulate and I was still feeding my 15 month old at the time. Well, her sister was born nine months later. She's a delight (laughs) and I probably would have put it off for years otherwise, but let this be a lesson. My husband has promised a vasectomy. Oh yeah, I I don't think that's unusual. Sure it's not. No, I don't think that's considered to be a very reliable because I was also reading lots of things about that and my doctor was like, no, that's if you want to be sure. To be sure, to be sure. To be sure, to be be sure. sure. Sure, we have. I mean, we have relatives who similarly were breastfeeding and then had their next child. And I know, I think two friends who that I mean, not happened to because I think, like, it wasn't that they were like, we don't want want any more kids. You know what I mean? But it was just it happened a bit sooner than they thought it would because they just thought it's they were not as ovulating. reliable as you might want it to be. No, but I think I mean I would assume once your period is back, whether you're breastfeeding or not, that you're ovulating. I like I would assume that for myself, if you know what I mean. I hope my period never comes back. I mean I don't because that, that'd be bad too but like yeah I was about I don't to say hope oh, my period goes away forever but then that means something totally else so I'm like oh not yet yeah I'm already wrecked I've <laughs> got a spot this week as well don't need that anymore sorry I I, I digress <laughs> <laughs> so I mean you can see what you can see why we needed these compliments Gabrielle emailed us and said oh Emily in Paris no Gabrielle Gabrielle a woman oh emailed us and said hello okay. Honestly, listening to you both makes me so happy. I haven't seen one of my sisters since Christmas. This was last year she sent us this. And the other lives away and so it's been two years. I lived in Australia for seven years, so I can relate to all of your stories about missing parents and parents visiting and sisterly love. Which put in a heart emoji. And this was in response to the episode we did on store cupboard essentials, things that we always have in our pantry, right? So she says, anyway, my odd cupboard essentials are cream cheese and jalapenos for making dip. Yeah. Capers and anchovies for have pizza them. sauce and have toppings both. Yep. and prawns in the freezer for <gasps> paella, ceviche, etc. My version of both is definitely not true to the original but I do my best. I think we those are, are our strangest. Person. We are the same person. I have all those things in my cupboard at all times. Thanks for such a great pod. Le Gros, Gabrielle. Aww. Very nice. Do you really have all those things in I your cupboard? I do indeed. Well, actually I have anchovy paste. I mean, that counts, doesn't it? I hope so. I have two things of capers because I didn't realise I had one and I bought another one to make sure I would never run out. What a caper. I was about to say that too. Yeah. (laughs) So this was in response to the recent episode that we did about Atlas's birth. Um, And this is from Roberta, (laughs) you bitch. (laughs) Hi there. I'm just listening to your latest episode of the podcast while I'm up feeding my seven month old. I'm not usually one for sending messages to podcasts, bit Irish, she says. But I just wanted to say thank you for such an honest and really brilliant episode. I had so many of the same experiences on my first baby, planning a delightful natural birth with a hilariously optimistic birth plan that ended up in an emergency section. It's so generous of Rosemary. Thanks, Roberta. It's so generous of (laughs) Rosemary to share her experience, especially the tough feelings around feeling disappointed. I totally relate to not feeling like I'd done anything much really, more more that it happened to me. When I got pregnant with my second, I talked to a pregnancy therapy counselor about all that, which was, I have to say, really helpful in figuring out how the hell I was hoping to get my second baby out of me. Anyway, thanks so much for sharing and well done to Rosemary and, of course, to Beatrice too in her supporting role. Thanks so much. It was tough. Let me tell you, she's not the easiest patient, you know, but I mean, I don't want to take all the glory here. So well done, Rosemary. Am I not the easiest patient? It was grand. grand, It was totally grand. Only joking. That sounds like a good idea. A pregnancy, whatever. Yeah. What was it called? A pregnancy therapist? A pregnancy counselor, yeah. That's a good idea. I could do with one of those now, I still think. Well, I went to a therapist before I had ATLAS because I was really worried that I was going to get postpartum depression. And I kind of, I was getting anxious about all the things that could happen. I mean, mostly I wasn't actually that worried about things that could happen during birth because I just assumed it was all going to be straightforward, which it wasn't. But I was getting worried about things that could happen afterwards. So I saw a counsellor before I had ATLAS. And she was helpful, but I think it just wasn't. I mean, we've we've mentioned this before, haven't we? It wasn't the same therapy that I'm used to. as, And it wasn't like, let's talk about your feelings. It was like, I'd go, I'm worried about this. And she'd go. Okay, well, what are the steps you can take to not worry about it, or to you know, to make sure that you have supports in place for when that does happen, or else, why are you worrying about that? You're being ridiculous. Oh, you know what I mean. Not really. Like, shouldn't say you're being ridiculous, but there was one point I said, "I'm worried that if this happens, my husband will think this," and she said, "Oh, are you psychic?" (laughs) I thought that was brilliant. I actually liked her. I know you do. Are you still seeing her? No. Uh, Do you think you're doing fine? Um. You know, like I have days where I'm like, I'm doing great. And then I have other days where the other day I was literally like, oh my God, am I having like a postpartum breakdown? When I was, when I'd had two or three days in a row where I was just feeling really wobbly and crying a lot and feeling very worried about about Atlas and about me and about everything and just feeling very overwhelmed. So no, I don't think I'm fine. But I also just didn't find her that comforting, even though like I know some people find the practical stuff very comforting. But I just, I don't know, I, like I didn't find...
0: I don't know. You needed more Did reassurance. Feel like it was for you me, maybe.
1: Look, luckily for you, you have me. You know that if you ever have problems, you can come to me, and I'm always guaranteed to make you feel better. Isn't exactly. That right? What was it the other day? I said something to you, and you went, "You're fine." <laughs> and I was like, "That's okay. I'm fine, I guess." <laughs> Are you fine? Were, well, well, and as Dad would say, "Was I wrong?" Were you not fine? Were you not fine? Hello, ladies. Says Gillian. First-time listener, although I followed Rosemary for a while. Smiley emoji. Bless her. Just wanted to say, I listened to your episode about quitting jobs this morning at 6am and it was fabulous. I've recently handed in my notice and had to share the news with my team today, which I was dreading. The episode was such a big help and gave me a good outside perspective on things. So thank you. I have a long drive ahead of me later. Can't wait to listen to a few more kiss kiss. Do you know what's really bad? You can't remember that episode at all? No, not at all. That's not, no, that's not what I was going to say is really bad. As you were saying that, I went, hmm, I have realised that since we're now all working from home so often and I am behind a screen, well, like always with my camera on, just to be clear. Muted. I now make all types of old lady noises in the middles of meetings when people say things that I find interesting, stupid, whatever. I now go, hmm, or, hmm. And, of course, as you can imagine, it's not something that I'm aware of or can control. So now I do it all the fucking time. And it is so stupid. And when I'm in meetings now, people will say things like, well, you know, Sarah said that this is going to happen on Tuesday. And I now go, Hmm. loudly and like an old lady, which is fine to be an old lady, but like an annoying lady. When you have your microphone muted or your microphone on? No, I'm talking about it is now when I am back in the office in in-person meetings. Oh. I now do it quite spontaneously. Because I feel like on Zoom, we all started doing it to kind of go, I am listening to kind of prove that I'm not just looking at my phone or I'm not just staring blankly at the screen or you know what I mean? No, because when we're not talking, we're muted. Oh. Well then, why did you start doing that? I'm saying I started doing it, obviously, to keep myself company. In the long, long hours oh. of working from home, being on the computer the whole time, I just, it became something that I, I mean, unconsciously started to do. And now I seem like, I'm like one of those people who farts in meetings. I'm like, hmm, 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 hmm. There's nothing worse than farting in a Zoom. Oh, I did it once with my friends, thankfully not in a meeting. Okay, I have not farted in a meeting. Okay, just I'm to sure be you haven't, you don't fart, but... It, there's nothing worse than farting in a Zoom you know when it like the microphone turns on as you make a noise no and then I'll, yes so you know like if you don't have everyone muted on Zoom when you start talking your little square lights up and it'll be like Rosemary's talking oh, now oh yeah so like but I have it, farted before and the fart makes my screen light up like <laughs> Rosemary's talking Rosemary's <laughs> making a noise now you're like oops well that's fine you have a baby now if anybody I goes this was before I had a baby now if anybody goes Rosemary were you saying something you just go oh it's a baby it was at us I do that all the time to be fair oh Somebody fired it was Vinny. <laughs> oh my God, did I tell you the other day? So, <laughs> do you remember? Oh my God, Brandon probably killed me for saying this. Now he won't actually care. When we got out of, we took the boys to laser tag and when we finished laser tag, somebody opened the door and we saw that it was like a foot of snow outside. I got such a fright. I haven't driven in the snow yet really over here. Probably did last year, but I don't really remember. Maybe I just stayed in all the time. But I haven't driven in the snow yet this year. So I was very nervous and I had, had our two boys with us. So I immediately was like, okay, we have to, you know, wrap this up and get going. So we, we got out in the car The boys couldn't put on their seatbelts I was outside Trying to put their belts on Eventually got into the driver's seat And with the sheer nerves of it Beatrice A big fart popped out Silent Right So next thing you know Ugh What's that smell What's the smell And I was like God I don't know It's a terrible smell Right And then (laughs) One of them Finn or William went "Oh, it smells like one of dad's farts (laughs) But they literally never put it together. That it was my fart. You no, know, that's really them. romantic. You're you know you know the way they say that girls who live together or work together get on the same cycle. You and Brandon obviously have, have the, the same, same farts. Fart stink. Ugh. Did I'm you have revolting. to add that word stink? Yeah That was like a bit graphic. Okay, okay. we got a message from Aoife. Gross. Very important to note that the low light in the sitting room is very realistic as all houses in Ireland only use the side lights and never the big light to avoid wasting electricity. We talked about the big lights one day. Talked about never yeah. putting on the big lights. Yeah. Well, I mean, and she's in, right. Well, the really weird thing is that in Fort Wayne, there are no ceiling lights. There are no center ceiling lights. Oh, we in, have center ceiling in, lights. Not in our every house. room. In tons no. of the oh, rooms. Oh no, no, not yeah. in every room. Yeah, you're right. In loads of the rooms, there are no ceiling lights. You're supposed to. I don't know what. Use lamps. Yeah, use lamps. It's bizarre. And there's no like there's no electrical wiring for them. And there's no like missing, you know piece of hanging whatever wire for you to put in your centerpiece light and just doesn't doesn't exist. Not, No, you're in this box with lamps. It's bizarre. Huh. Did you never notice that when you went to buy your house? No, but now I'm thinking about it a lot. I'm like, oh, you're actually right. Because in our house, so we have a, a center light in our living room, but then in our, in the kind of other living area, there are these recessed lights back against one wall. And then the rest of the room just has blank ceiling. You know what I mean? That you're obviously supposed to put in lamps or whatever, but you end up I don't know. It's a weird configuration. You'd have to put a lamp in the middle of the, the middle of the room, practically. It's very odd. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a
0: chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
1: Just listen to your episode on navigation where you mentioned the Bayou Tapestry. Say, say that again, Rosemary. On what? Maps. Where oh. you mentioned the, <laughs> the Bayou me. Tapestry. I feel like you pronounce that in a way that you make fun of somebody else. <laughs> Just in our listen family. to your episode on navigation where you mentioned yes. this the Bayou Tapestry. Navigation. It's hard to say navigate. You say it. I'll say navigation. You don't say it like I that. I do. Too. I say, let's go. Let's navigate. Let's do some navigation. Whereas I say, let's navigate. Yes, <laughs> let's <you> navigation. Do. <laughs> Just listen to your episode of navigation where you mentioned the tapestry. Before our wedding a few years ago, myself and my husband drove to the north of France to get wine for our reception. That's a big test now. Before the wedding, that's brave. Feel like I'd fall out with somebody driving to France to get wine. Oh. Anyway, my husband is big into history and we saw every world war beach, gun, and plane in the entire of the northern coastline in the trip. A very patient woman. So when he mentioned going to see a tapestry, I thought he was taking the piss. Sadly, he wasn't. The fecking thing is so long. It takes ages to look at. And it's so boring. <laughs> it was the straw that broke the camel's back after all the World War stuff and we had a huge fight about it. Fast forward, to our we- fast forward to our wedding day and what was in the reception room? Only a reproduction painting of the Bayou Tapestry. I have to say it made me smile on my morning commute to hear Rosemary say she said it was out of the country. Very fast thinking <laughs> and she definitely dodged a bullet. <laughs> so bratty. Did you ever find out if Claire's mom ever... No, I'll have you to ask. Ever knew about this? No, I'll ask Claire. Yeah, you have totally to Totally forgot Claire. about Actually, that. Actually, classic. Oh, God. Kira says, you're giving me countless hours of laughs as I go about my boring day up in the backyards of Queensland. People are really all over the world. I mean, most Queensland. obvious statement ever. that'd be ever. interesting. I'd love to go there. Would love to be able to sit there and have the chats with my sister like that. Aw. Makes me sad for all the years we were apart and happy for now that we're together. Oh, that's so nice. Rachel messaged us and said Hello, love the podcast And I've got my mom and sister on it as well Just listened to your episode on Good Girls I wanted to recommend a show to you both If you haven't yet You should watch Parks and Rec I have Do not watched it And that is actually based in Indiana Yes, she says it stars Retta And also because it takes place In the fictional town of Pawnee, Indiana Also, if you're looking for topic suggestions For future episodes oh, We've got this a few times Beatrice I'd love to hear you talk about your favourite podcasts Okay, Looking forward to more episodes Rachel in Austin, Texas but we can't do an episode of podcast because you don't listen to any podcasts. Yes, I do. What podcast I'll you keep listen them to it. for the episode? You are clearly fibbing. You're just going to go off and listen to some <laughs> podcast now I to will. like prepare. Well, listen, that's fine. I will. I uh, oh, you know what? On the topic of which I have actually a hundred podcasts. A hundred podcasts to recommend. this isn't ruining anything, but I've been listening to two podcasts about the Elizabeth Holmes Theranos verdict. One is called Bad Blood and the other is called The Dropout and I'm finding them very, I find the whole trial very fascinating. Well, you can watch the TV series now with Amanda Seyfried. I I know! Based on The Dropout Dropout podcast, yeah. And that's on Hulu, right? I don't know, Rosemary. I think they were talking about it. I'm excited. Elizabeth Holmes, the new Steve Jobs, except not. Because she, anyway. Anyway. This is the last one, Beatrice. So you better think of something to say for the last 10 minutes. Go on. Just finished, oh sorry, this, this is from D. Just finished the latest episode about concerts, so this is from quite a while ago. Strap in, I have a few gigs to tell you about and I'll try not to be too long. D, you failed. <laughs> <laughs> First. <laughs> Rosemary, after this I want you to read the one about the knickers, wasn't there one? From way back? Oh God, I don't know. Oh, Yeah, you're right, I'll have to try and find her about the slide. Actually, classic. <laughs> oh, what's her name? I'll have to try and find her. First saw David Gray Midnight at the Olympia, March nineteen ninety five. My mates, a bunch of lads. I hate guys girls, but I know Deed not a guys girl. What? But like, said my mates, a bunch love of lads. Guys girls. Oh no, girls who only have male friends don't trust them. My mates were poor students and chipped in to buy me the £8 ticket in HMV as they were insistent that I would love David Gray and they weren't wrong So nice They'd sat You say actually so nice Maybe I should have had more male friends They sat me down in their gaff and made me listen to his first album A Century Ends the song Wisdom to be precise The lads were all big fans so I went with them we were broke so chipping in was a big deal I think we could all afford two pints each and we walked from Drumcondra to the Olympia and back that night saw him in Whelan's the Temple Bar Music Centre now Button Factory only ever saw him in small venues never saw him in a big venue much prefer small places but was delighted to see him hit the big time with White Ladder well deserved or EM I was at the same gig as Beatrice in Slane and I didn't think it was amazing I like a personality with my bands and all Michael Stipe said in between songs was either hi there here's a song you're here we're here here's a song did my head in (laughs) Then my sister brought me with her to the R.E.M. years later in Lansdowne Road and I agreed under duress. Good old Michael had had a personality transplant and was all the crack on stage. Oh. Crack jokes about the cores who were playing the following night, promising to put the toilet seat down, etc. and also jumping up and down on stage a good five minutes after their encore ended and the rest of the band had left. Turns out he had had a personality transplant. I read an article shortly after where he stated for a number of years, including the year of Slain, that he said he took everything too seriously and was a bit of a twat. Oh. Liked him even more for admitting that. P.S., Totally agree with B About fake nails Cannot wear fake nails It feels like a weird Something alien Attached to me Anytime I have Stuck a nail on I immediately take them off I agree So there's your soul sister Yeah I agree Oh you know I might have another one But oh, this is a review Oh go on I follow Sophie White On Instagram I got sick of her Plugging this podcast So much that I had To listen to it I can't explain The joy I feel When listening So funny So relatable I understand Why she couldn't Stop talking about the girls I love them both so much But I truly adore Oh I truly adore <laughs> Sorry Rosemary I also can't say her name now Unless it's in an Italian accent Beatrice Can we be buddies? Seriously What a fantastically funny person you are Oh sorry She did write duo Thanks for the chuckles Winking smiley face How nice Rosemary You are such an absolute (laughs) dickhead I was like Oh she's going to read Like a selection of reviews Completely Neutrally And objectively And just pick them For no reason But no I should have known Should have known (laughs) The other thing I wanted to add, do you remember in the most recent episode we talked about your penchant for tuna tuna ketchup sandwiches? And then you went off to look for the facts afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> went out to mom and you were like, I just thought people might like that cleared up because you kind of <laughs> left that hanging out there. Were they really tuna and ketchup? And was it of your own choice or did mom shove these down no, your throat? No, no. What, what actually happened was I went out and I went, Mom, why did you give me tuna and ketchup sandwiches at school? And mom said, Very calmly, what? Because you absolutely loved them <laughs> <laughs> She did The old wench She did And Roisin did text back And say that she too Was a fan Yeah Because I said Was it true that like You know I was like Am I remembering wrong Or did you have two and m- Ketchup We're going to call them The TKS Ugh. And she said Yeah that was weird And then she said I must have one now To see if it's still nice <laughs> Did she have yeah, one I don't know actually Oh, I must, I must have have text one and that's fi- I must that's brave one. I know, gross oh, I'll make you one now after this No thanks, I have to go home <laughs> Oh, I think I found the person now We got a message two years ago Well, November 2020, so a year and a half From Sophie, who allowed me to read out this story Not Sophie White, not author Sophie White, my best friend Different <laughs> Sophie I have a horrendous story about the National Aquatic Centre Blanchetown, she goes, ha, four wines deep Looking at this response I said, what's the story? She goes, I was 14. My parents had just separated. Dad was trying to make things fun. So the place had just <laughs> opened. He gave us the day off school. Skimming over the rest of the nice day, there was one ride that dad was like, go on, Sophie. I have to mind Joe, my three-year-old brother at the time. Go on, Sophie. You'll love it. We'll wait for you. Okay, okay, okay. Bolstered by this wild enthusiasm and encouragement, off I go in my faux and bikini. I would have loved a faux and bikini. Just keep in mind, this place had just opened for the Special Olympics. Huge queues. For this half pipe ride that powerfully gushes of water push you. <laughs> For this half pipe ride the powerful gushes of water push you from side to side. This is the ride, right? Off I go. Thumbs up to dad. <laughs> Onlookers a go-go. It's my turn. I feel like she could be a rider. She could, yes. Very good. Fine, fine, fine. Gripping the bodyboard. It's fun. Okay, bikini bottom's kind of being pulled down. Right. They're, <laughs> they're at my knees. My whole <laughs> horse is out. <laughs> She goes, oh look, they're gone Why has nobody stopped the ride? Oh, now it's over (laughs) I said, oh my god, gone And she goes, they're stuck in the filter (laughs) Can you imagine? She goes, about a hundred onlookers now Nobody knows what to do The ride eventually finished. So I cover my triangular, powerful bush with my hand and have to put on my bikini buttons. And she goes, nothing was ever mentioned. That's the worst. I walk over to my dad and he's like, see you at the car, yeah? You walked over like, was there even a towel? Well, she said she had put on her rescued her bikini bottoms from the filter put them on her walked over to her dad who was minding her little brother and he goes see you at the car right because she used to go to the ladies changing room used to go to the male changing room with her brother I can't I can't she goes nothing was ever mentioned I just swallowed it until about two years ago my dad looked at me one day and started snickering and was like remember that day oh my god (laughs) she goes horrendous she goes it's funny but only now oh my god Actually, amazing. Yeah. So mortifying. Yeah, and she goes, I just find it so gas. It was buried the second it happened, <laughs> and at that age, fourteen, and with everything going on with dad, gone to a different house, and everything. The last thing I needed was a laugh being pointed my new teenage body way. So he did me a big favor. Oh, by ignoring dad. it. She goes, he's a kind man, and I love him. Poor oh. dad, though. Oh, <laughs> poor. I can't imagine what our dad would have done I don't even I feel like that Well I mean yesterday when you had some I don't know moment. Dad probably wouldn't even notice He'd be reading his book You had that moment about like Can you believe That our, one day our kids will grow up And we'll never see their bodies again Dad had just decided to come in And join us in the room Sit there on the couch And I said dad if you like I can take my clothes off now If you ever feel like you missed those days And he just goes No thanks I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> So I think that answers that well, to be fair, this was right after we'd gone to that, we'd gone downtown for lunch and I'd been feeding the baby sitting across from him and then I'm like, what? The baby's peed on me and suddenly looked down on my breast which was literally just pouring milk and he went, oh yeah, there. And it's like, oh yeah. I was like, oh God. A disaster. Well, dad needs to learn that no matter what you say when you are breastfeeding, he is not to point his eyes in the direction of your boobs. This is off limits for dad. And I'm gesticulating, gesturing. She's literally rubbing on her neck. It's my really nips. weird. <laughs> this is off limits for Dad. It's like a mixed message. Really weird. Okay, awful, awful. Well, I think well, it's time okay. to wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Get us on Instagram and not without my sister or individually at Rosemary McCabe and at Beers McCabe. Do email us not my sister at gmail.com because now that we've known a mailbag episode can be a good laugh. We'll we'll do them again. At what? A female bagger. I feel uncomfortable now going outside. You've made me feel like a weirdo. Well, just don't quit rubbing your nipples and you'll be fine. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. (laughs) Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Crittershed. For more great podcasts, hop along